Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Scott, here with my favorite co-host, Dan, the man, Duran. How are you, Dan? I'm back. You are. And <laughs> it is it is a great day, Jenny. First of all, it's Friday. It may not be when you're listening to this, but it is Friday for Jenny and I. And uh, I'm off next week traveling to San Jose with my son for a box lacrosse training and tournament. Nice. He's 17. So I'm tying this in, folks. We had a rule when he was very young is you have to stay active all year. You have to participate in some kind of activity that keeps you active all year because there just isn't enough activity provided in school, which leads us right to our guest today. Jenny, take it away. Yeah, I'm super excited about this conversation Um, because, I mean, talking about physical education or PE, like when you're in school, it can be traumatic for some people. It can be exciting for other people. I feel like we've all had very different experiences with physical education or PE classes, depending on when you grew up and where you grew up. Um, But our guest today has some really great insight into it. He is currently a PE teacher and has been nominated or he actually won the award in 2019 as the Shape American National High School Physical Education Teacher of the year. So we're super excited to have with us another Dan. So we're going to have to discern today, um, but it's Dan DeJager. Hi, Dan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Super excited to talk with you. I already told you off air. I'm probably going to nerd out and geek out a little bit. I'm super excited to hear what you have to say, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in teaching and what really got you into the physical education side of it? Yeah. So uh, my name is Dandy Jager. I teach high school physical education uh, at an independent study high school. Um, but it's a strange little hybrid, even though it's independent study. The students actually show up on campus every day, have a very unique physical education program there um, near Sacramento, California, uh, in Fair Oaks. Uh, May Rocky High School is where I teach in San Juan Unified School District. Um, and it's my 24th year in teaching, a national board certified teacher, have master's in kinesiology, and uh, beyond teaching, really uh, very involved in the physical education field because I do care so much about it. I um, also teach class at the local university uh, for future physical education students and future coaches. And so just really think physical education is so important for all of our students as they become future adults. Uh, personally, Getting into physical education is probably not what most folks would have expected from me when I was younger. Uh, when I was in elementary school, early elementary school, I was actually sick a lot, um, quite a bit with asthma. I uh, spent a few weeks in the hospital with pneumonia um, and things weren't good and really couldn't participate in physical activity for quite a long time there. Um, and so I missed out on a lot of the fundamental motor skills you kind of develop when you're younger and went into middle school, um, was able to do a little bit more and actually got my asthma a little bit more under control and found out I could run and I could run okay. Um, but the problem was PE was actually pretty negative. Um, I got bullied a lot because I was the, the shy kind of skinny kid. Um, I think when I graduated high school, to kind of paint you a picture, when I graduated high school, I think I weighed about 125 pounds. And so I'm not a very big guy. Uh, got picked on a lot and that usually happened in PE. 
as we moved into high school, I accidentally went out for the cross country team thinking I was um, going to go out for a track and maybe run like you know, a quarter mile or something like that. Um, I had no idea about seasons, no experience with any of those kind of things. Um, went out for the cross country team, decided to give it a shot even with the asthma and it made all the difference in the world. I really saw what physical activity did for me, for my health, um, how it helped me with my cardiovascular system, my aerobic capacity. Um, it gave me confidence for once, you know, I was, I was okay at something. I had a team that accepted me I had a group of folks with great cross country runners, great group of folks, but I still remain friends with today and, you know, still get together and play board games with them every once in a while. And, um, just good, good group of people. And so I wanted to spread that. I wanted folks to see the value of physical activity. And so I went down the road of becoming a physical education teacher. And I wasn't sure how it was going to be because my physical ed education experience was not a good one. Um, but in time, I learned that there were folks who were changing how physical education is taught. And so following them, I had some great mentors and some great instruction at Chico State, um, where I got my bachelor's degree. And uh, that's that's what I've been doing ever since. It's awesome. Wow. Wow. So fun fact, when when I was in high school, my like mentors or who I wanted to be like were my PE teachers. I wanted to grow up, be a PE teacher and a football coach, just like them. Uh, it, I think that, you know, we, you have such a great opportunity to become, you know, somebody that that the youth look up to and want to model and learn from. So good on you. Great job, uh, you know, doing being so successful in it. So, Dan, when it comes to shaping, you know, because you not only individually, but within teaching at colleges and working with peers, you have the ability to help shape the health and fitness of the youth you have impact with. But overall, what do you feel is important? What are the, the, the key takeaways? Because as you know, youth and adult obesity continues to grow. It is, it, it, since I got in this industry, it's only gone up. I've never seen it even plateau. So what are your thoughts on how we shape that, the health and fitness of those, those youth? That's a, that's a great question, Dan. And I'm always, I'm always thinking about that and how we can improve as physical education teachers. Um, and there are some physical education teachers, some PE teachers out there doing really great, great things. Um, others, not as much, but, um, you know, there's others that are still doing the same things we were doing 30, 40 years ago. And, and things change, times change. Um, you know, we just went through, we just went through a major pandemic, um, you know, and students weren't physically active as well as, as much as they should have been um, before that. Uh, I think some of the numbers I saw um, where 9% of, of kids and youth were getting the physical activity um, that they needed during the pandemic when we were in that situation. Um, that's it, 9% getting the recommended amount. And so how do we get them where we want, where they, where we want them to be as adults? Um, we teach them the skills that they need to be physically active for life, to be proficient movers, to be competent movers. I wouldn't even say proficient. You don't need to be the best. You just need to be able to move well enough that you're willing to get out there and play a game like pickleball or go into a weight room and begin to lift some weights. You don't need to be great. You can find support services to help you along the way, um, but you need to have a little bit of confidence to get in there. So having those movement skills is huge. Um, knowing how to move properly without hurting yourself, knowing how to move properly if you're going to go into a, an individual um, 
sport or game like tennis or pickleball, or if you're going to go play a team sport, right? There's different offensive and defensive strategies there. There's uh, different techniques you would use in fitness, um, health-related fitness kind of activities, adventure outdoor, aquatics, you know, all those different kinds of kinds of activities they can choose from. So teaching them concepts, teaching them the skills, and then teaching them how to how to set goals, uh, how to develop personally, be responsible, how to work with others, uh, be respectful towards one another, how to work in groups, uh, cooperate with one another, which even goes beyond physical education. And all of it does. I really believe that all of this is going to help students become more productive adults, become happier adults um, in so many different ways. Because as you're active, you're working on your brain. Um, you're working on your physical health, right? As you're learning how to work together with others, you're more socially, you're able to work together with others in the, in the workforce. Um, and then finally, just helping students find what movement is meaningful to them. What do they care about? Um, what gets them to move, right? Like recently I was at, I was at Disneyland and I just thought, wow, you know, I, I'd taken like 30,000 steps and I'm looking around me and I'm seeing all these folks and they're on their feet and they're walking and they're, they're hustling to, from place to place. And I'm like, how often would they normally choose to walk that much um, on a regular basis? And I don't think so much, but they found something that was motivating them to move to get where they needed to go. And so there's a lot to that piece too, uh, that meaningful movement piece and how we can, we can help guide our students there as physical education teachers. Love that. Well stated. And you're absolutely right. All the things that you're teaching these kids, like they may not see it, but you're teaching them while they're doing like sports or something fun. Um, I love that. There's so much more to it than just taking PE to get your course requirements in. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not. Well, and that's one thing I explained to my students um, in the state of California. Uh, you're actually required four years of physical education. There is a way that the high schools can uh, opt out of those last two years. Um, but in my high school, we do it all four years. Why? Because physical activity shouldn't stop when you're a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. It should continue and it should continue for the rest of your life. And so part of my job is, yes, it's to guide you in being physically active while you're here on campus. But it's also to help um, you learn those skills and those concepts um, and even like how it affects how you feel so that you can continue to do it once you once you leave high school. Right. And we were talking, you know, about what what matters in a physical education classroom. And I can I can sit there as a PE teacher and I can make my students. We're all going to do 25 jumping jacks. We're all going to do push ups and we're all going to go run a mile. I can make you do those things and you're going to all be in your uniforms and you stand on your numbers and and I can go that route. And I'm, they might actually all listen to me and be really, you know, be more fit at the time, but will they continue when we leave? I can give them a fish and they'll eat for a day. I can teach them to fish and they'll eat for a lifetime, right? And we want to teach them to fish so that when they get out there, they continue to be physically active. Um, and they continue to, then they also know how to find folks that can help them be physically active for life, right? And they can know when they, when they meet like a, personal trainer, like does that personal trainer actually have the background knowledge that's going to help them be more successful? They'll have that base knowledge to know to be able to differentiate. Okay, you know, this person knows what they're talking about. It sounds like this matches up from what I learned in high school, right? So a lot to it. I'm <laughs> I could talk about this all day. So Dan, I, I, I have a quick question tying into what you, uh, you know, started to share towards the beginning of, of your response here that will actually lead us into our next question. You mentioned that kids aren't getting the activity that's recommended. You know, the, the world, I think it's World Health Organization that, that puts out the 150 minutes of cardiovascular 
exercise a week at moderate intensity and three strength training sessions. And I think that for number one, that is, that's not easy uh, to get two and a half hours of uh, cardio, quote unquote, in and get your workouts. And it's not easy, but I think it's a fantastic recommendation. What is the recommendation for, for youth? So it's going to depend on what organization you look at. Um, in general, it's 60 minutes a day. Um, that tends to be the, the standard one um, that's, that's kind of gone with. Um, and it's physical activity, and it doesn't really differentiate between um, the different types of physical activity. But I think what you bring up is really important. Um, you know, there is a difference between cardiovascular activities, aerobic, that are going to develop aerobic capacity or cardiovascular endurance, and those that develop muscular strength and endurance. And all of them are important, right? When we look at our five big components of, of fitness, um, we want we want balance. And so uh, so that's one thing I try to do with my students too, is we build in different different types of physical activities, right? And I think that's a big piece is finding something that works for you, what motivates you as a student. Um, so you can kind of get, get everything in there, right? And what do you have access to for as far as resources? Does it need to be more resistance training with just your body weight because you don't have those resources? Can you use, you know, dumbbells or machines or whatever? And same thing with road capacity. Do you like to walk? Maybe you're not quite to jogging yet. Maybe you're not really there. Maybe you'd rather bicycle. Um, and so you find you find what works for your students. You talk to them. I survey my students a lot um, through formal surveys and then interviews and kind of just ask them. Um, I did one at the end of the year this last uh, last year here, and I had like uh, probably about 40 or 50 physical activities in there. The top two physical activities they wanted to do were actually more scavenger hunts and like escape rooms. So now I have to figure out how to build that in to Super cool. my physical education curriculum. Yeah, because that's what they're into. They're gamers. Yeah. So a high population of my students, they're into video games. Um, they're into to board games. So how can I leverage that? And make it exciting for them, right? Because we know there are physical activities they can do that kind of have that gamer aspect to them. We have like the the virtual, you know, games like the Pokemon Go. The um, there was some other Harry Potter version or something like that. But geocaching, right? If, if with geocaching, you go out, you find like a little treasure, you leave a little trinket, you log in your log. Um, but you're getting out there, you're being physically active. Um, you know, you're, you're doing those kind of things. And there's you know, there's different apps that do different things that can kind of guide you in that direction as well, or even the virtual, right? VR, using VR to stay physically active. Um, and, you know, it's it's available. The technology is there. Um, I think some PE teachers look at the technology as the enemy. I think we're all on the same team. We have to find out, you know, what works for us um, and tap into whatever's going to work for that, that person. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, you do a lot, like you're putting in a lot of effort to what you do. Like you said, you survey your students, you're like, you said, you mentioned board games. Is that why you got into making board games? <laughs> I, so I'm a, I'm a nerd at heart. Like so, <laughs> I kind of told you my, my background a little bit. I was not the person you'd think would become a, a PE teacher. Um, so I, I, I mean, I was like in high school, my senior year, I remember I had like first period off. You'd think I'd spend that like sleeping in. No. I spent that with my friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. So <laughs> I continued that uh, that passion for games and kind of discovered there was a whole new world of board games out there. If you're not aware, it's not just Monopoly and Uno and stuff like that. There's some really, really great board games out there and it kind of stretches your mind. And I think it actually helps you with problem solving and those kind of things. And so uh, when I came into my school, a lot of them were very resistant. Uh, my, my student population. Um, 
you know, they've, a lot of them had negative experiences in uh, physical education. And so they see me as a PE teacher. Okay. How, how's this going to go? And so I talked to them one-on-one and, you know, I found out they were into that stuff. So the first thing I did was start a Dungeons and Dragons board game club. Nice. And I'm not even kidding. Like 40% of the students in the school joined the club. So yeah, no, That's I just awesome. love it. We've got another ISSA rapid review coming your way. Andrea Byers had this to say about our corrective exercise specialist. This is a pretty tough course when it comes to the final exam, but worth it. The amount of information and the course layout is great. Thanks, Andrea. So unique. I love that. But I mean, when you look out at other programs, and I mean, not to talk down on other schools or other programs, whether they're in your area or nationally, what would you say is the current state of physical education in our country today? Like, I know, again, a lot of people have had very different experiences. We haven't all had people like you who would actually learn more about us. Like, what are you seeing out there? That is a very good question, Jenny. Um, it, it's, it's all over the place, really, uh, to be honest with you. There are some amazing physical education teachers out there, um, some folks that are doing some really great things, really getting to know their students, meeting their students where they are, um, doing some really novel things to, to, to get to engage those students, um, getting very creative, gamifying, um, you know, their lessons, um, taking different approaches with their lessons, really trying to get to the heart of, you know, having their students learn about meaningful movement or really teaching them the skills and the concepts in a way that's engaging where the students uh, is more student-centered uh, um, learning and, and more student-driven. Um, and then there are some folks who are just doing the same old thing that we've been doing for the last 40 or 50 years. They're very aggressive. Um, they're maybe a little more hostile towards students. They care more about whether or not students wearing a uniform and standing on their number and running you know, a certain amount of time for a mile than they do about teaching that student how to be physically active for life. And we have to move. Like, we really have to be honest with this. How is it that on the movies and in TV, we can still make fun of PE teachers? I don't know if you could do that with any other profession, yet it's fair game with us. And do we need it? I mean, do we do we deserve it? Unfortunately, sometimes we do. And so, you know, I mean, as a physical education teacher, it's even sometimes hard for me. What do you do? Well, I teach PE. And there's part of me inside every time I say it that I'm like, oh, they think I'm that guy. They think I'm that guy from the movie. And I'm very opposite from that guy. And so how do we change that perspective? Um, and so people look at us differently, uh, parents, students, and really because we have to. We really have to. I mean, things haven't gotten better. Um, so we've got we've to change things. Yeah. So speaking of, um, Dan, sorry, you're on mute. Um, so speaking of uh, that, like that things need to change, I would love to hear your your perspective on wh where we need to go with that. But also when it's done correctly, like you said, PE can be really engaging for our students. They can learn a lot from it and it takes a lot of thought and effort. So can you give us a little insight into A, where you think this should go, where, where people should be potentially moving towards? And what does it look like to teach PE day to day for you? Like what kind of effort and planning goes into it? Yeah. Um, so... As far as where we need to go as a as a profession, I do think um, it's really important to listen to the student voice, to listen to the students who are in in our classes. Um, we talk about meaningful movement and helping physical education be more meaningful for them. Uh, it's important for them to learn the skills, the concepts, you know, and the approaches that they need to take as adults. But it's also important for them to have fun. 
fun is important. I think sometimes on the other end of things in the PE world, we think, okay, they got to learn these skills. We got to have them lined up. We got to have this all ready, ready to go. It needs to be very structured. Learning should be the focus. And learning should be the focus, but at the same time, fun needs to be in there as well. And then giving them options um, within even the type of equipment that we use so they can use the equipment that's right for them where they are at that point in time, uh, giving them the right amount of challenge. I shouldn't expect every student in my class to be able to do the exact same thing. So I can give them options within the lesson itself. For example, maybe we're doing some ultimate Frisbee. Some students are still working on the backhand throw. Some students are ready to move on to the forehand throw. Um, some are ready to, to get into a little a short-sighted mini game situation or something like that, right? I can do that within my lessons themselves. And so that's an aspect of it. And then as a teacher, I should be giving feedback so the students actually improve in those skills. And when I'm giving that feedback, especially if I have some more reluctant movers, I should be focusing on the positive so that they're encouraged to continue um, to move. And I'm sure, you know, you see this in personal training is like, you know, you, you, you build them up, right? Sandwich it. So, okay, here, yep, okay, we're going to work on correcting this. And then we're, okay, you're doing great at this, right? We want to keep them going. Um, but that challenge, uh, that fun, um, and then, you know, the social aspect, right? Pointing out the social aspect to them, um, having them experience a positive relationship between me as a teacher and them as a student. Um, so that they're looking for that again later in life, if they do need some support in whatever physical activities they're doing, or they choose to get some support, whatever physical activities they're doing. And then also with each other. Um, so supporting each other, uh, having that, you know, problem solving team thing. And then they, they meet some challenge or they win a game, right? You get a good feeling when you win a game. So having them experience that um, in a way that's comfortable for them. And that's another piece too, even choosing, like if you're playing a game, let's say we're, we're doing uh, pickleball or we're doing tennis or doing something like that. We can choose to either play competitively. It's like, call it like, you want to play for the money or do you want to, you know, do you want to, do you want to show the love, right? And just play cooperatively. And you can, you can choose in my class. I'm not going to make you do it. Um, or you can go cooperatively and then turn it into a competitive. And so you kind of work together on that. But it's just taking a different approach, not forcing so much, but inviting. I always invite my students. They're like, do I have to do this today? No, you don't have to. I'm inviting you. And it's okay. If you want to sit out here, your stomach's bugging you, that's okay with me. Right? If you feel like joining us, go ahead. And 95%, 98% of my students, well, 100% usually will do it. And occasionally I'll have one who will be like, no, okay. And they'll be out for like 10 minutes. Okay, I want to join in. Yeah. Dan, do you happen to have kids? Curveball here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have a 10-year-old um, Hunter and then a five-year-old Henry. Awesome. So. Well, that's my son's name. Um, <laughs> Love I, I'm willing to bet that your sons, your kids' friends are like, let's go to Hunter's house because you've <laughs> got to be the coolest, funnest dad on the block. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. My dad would put you to work. There was no fun. That fun didn't exist. So I'd want to go to your house. And by the way, uh, personal trainers are made fun of a lot too. There's no doubt. We've got all kinds of parody on, on TV and so forth. So we share in that endeavor. Um, but keeping us on track, Dan, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Shape America? Yeah. So um, Shape America. Uh, so Shape America is our national physical education organization, and we are revising our national physical education standards right now. The last set of standards came out in 2013. So these are the standards that teachers will follow while they're teaching physical education. These are the standards 
that will be kept in mind as uh, folks who decide to become physical education teachers at the college level, um, these standards will be kind of kept in mind as they're teaching there. But we're revising them right now. The new standards should be out by this next April. So early, early 2024, we'll have those new standards out. And, you know, as we, as we look, we have a task force that meets regularly. Um, we have been working, you can, you can see my hair in the, in the video here, but I had a shaved head when we started the process. And that's why I've been growing my hair out is as a timeline, how long we've been working on revising these standards. So it's taken us this long. It's all volunteer work. Um, we meet regularly outside of school. Actually, as I'm talking, my, my texts are going off. There's a group text between the, the task force members. They're discussing something on there that's going on. Uh, we send it out to uh, physical education teachers, professors, coordinators, physical education across the country, students, parents to get feedback. Uh, every once in a while on our drafts, and then we'll revise it, um, and then we'll be putting that out there. So we're we're really looking at, you know, things have changed over the last 10 years, especially with the pandemic and everything. And so what do we need to do? Where do we need to change what we're doing so we can best meet the needs of our students? Love that. You guys are doing a lot of good work. Um, and that's awesome that there's a whole lot of you guys working on this. And yeah, your hair is, uh, his hair is down on his shoulders now, guys. So he started when he was bald headed. It's been a while. So a lot of effort and time goes into this, which is awesome to hear. Now, you mentioned the college level, people going to school for this, much like yourself. Um, it's not always the track that people go. Like, I have no experience with that. Um, I just have training experience. And I was almost hired recently. I turned it down, but almost hired as a PE teacher, but it was a private school. So different standards. But if any of our listeners are interested in pursuing PE or physical education teaching, um, what education is required? And do you have any tips for these people? Yeah, excellent question. It's really going to depend on what state you're in Yeah. Um, as far as becoming a yeah, physical education teacher. Um, you want your bachelor's degree in the state of California, you want your bachelor's degree. And not just in what I highly, highly, I can't recommend this enough, um, is when you get your bachelor's degree, don't get your bachelor's degree in just something physical education related. Don't just get it. Exercise physiology is great. Kinesiology is great if you want to go into those fields. But if you want to be a physical education teacher, get your bachelor's degree in physical education, teacher education. Find a teacher education program for physical education if you have one available in your area. That's going to help you learn the skills that are important as far as teaching movement and learning about movement and science behind movement, all those things. Um, but it's going to also teach you the skills uh, to, to work in a classroom and assess learning and, and do those other aspects as well. And it's a little more real world, that transfer. Um, so you would get a bachelor's degree in California, physical education, teacher education, and then you would get your, uh, your credential, your single subject teaching credential um, that would allow you to teach physical education. And you can teach physical education at the elementary level, middle school level, or high school level with that, with that credential there. Um, there are some other routes you can take that I would recommend a bit less. And that's where you can take a test to learn the subject area knowledge um, and instead of actually having a bachelor's in that area. So, but that is an option for you. If you're, if you've already got a bachelor's in one area and you decide you want to teach physical education, then you would take that test. It shows you have the subject matter knowledge to teach physical education. Um, and then I'd recommend going through a high quality uh, physical education or a teacher education program after that to get your credential in California. Every state's a little bit different. Um, oftentimes there is some sort of bachelor's degree that's required. Yeah. 
I definitely would agree with that to teach in general, generally speaking, at least a bachelor's is required. So guys, if you're interested, he gave you a lot of great pointers, the department of education for your state, or if you're in a different country, the department of education for your area, regions, country, whatever it may be, is a great place to start. Um, generally speaking, they mostly all have websites. That's a great place to start, but then they can give you uh, people to reach out to who can give you the more specifics uh, for your area. Cause again, we always like to talk about other careers for people who are interested in health and fitness. And if you like working with kids, this is yet another path that you can absolutely take and pursue and have fun with. Absolutely. So Dan, I had a question for you or a comment earlier and I'd forgotten it and it came back to me because you had mentioned uh, like cognitive learning and so forth with uh, and how it ties into movement or exercise. So uh, I'm sure you've heard of the book Spark by Dr. Absolutely. John Absolutely. John Rady. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing some amazing things now in recovery and addiction, just a, a genius. Uh, which I'm going to plug in it. And it sounds like you would second that would be a great place. And Jenny will put it in the notes for folks to learn more about the importance of movement and how it relates to the brain. But what other resources would you direct our listeners to, to, you know, gain a better understanding of the importance of physical education, education being one piece and then the actual movement, right? So the importance of movement, the importance of education so that you can teach them how to fish, do you have the, any suggestions? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Shape America. So shapeamerica.org is our national physical education organization. Um, and you can see some of the benefits there of physical education. Um, there's some advocacy resources. And within that, you can see uh, specifics called out. Um, I have my own little website, uh, thepechallenge.com. And within there, uh, again, if you look in the advocacy section, because that's the thing, we have to advocate for our profession all the time. And I know this, I think this is a common thing with personal trainers as well. You know, we get made in front of in the movies and the TV oftentimes, but we also have to advocate for what we do, right? And so like, I don't see, as a teacher, I don't see math teachers having to advocate for, we need math, we need more math classes, we need more English classes. No, but as physical education teachers, we have to do that. And here it is, we just went through it. We just went through a worldwide pandemic where the folks that were most affected by it health-wise were the unhealthiest folks, folks who were often the least active folks, not always, but often the least active folks, the folks who were, you know, who had um, challenges with obesity and other health challenges, right? And yet when we come back to school, that's the one thing that we're cutting. We should be valuing health and activity now more than ever. And so, and we have, we only have so much time. We only have so much time to make an impression on our students when they're in middle and high school and elementary school. And we lost a little bit of that time. It's hard to do it remote and it's hard to do it virtually. Um, we've got to get that time back. And so we want to, we need to support that. And so um, those two websites are, are great, uh, are great uh, places to go to look for, you know, to some, for some resources, resources. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely include those, the book name and uh, author. I threw that in our notes. We'll include that in the description for this episode so people can check those out. But Dan, if people are interested in getting in contact with you, how can our listeners find you? So you can find me um, on Twitter at The PE Challenge. Um, like I said, you can you can contact me through my website and that's uh, thepechallenge.com. Uh, but Twitter is probably the best way um, right now to find me. I guess you can also you can track me down through my high school and, and all those other things too. Um, but Perfect. Iraqi high school. Yeah. 
Nice. Definitely. We'll get some people in touch with you. Um, thank you so much for sharing all this information and for all the hard work that you do, putting an in effort and time into not only changing the standards for physical education, but impacting those students that you do have uh, contact with on a regular basis. This is amazing. Again, I would love to be in your PE class because my experience was mine wasn't bad, but it was more like meh, like meh. <laughs> Oh, I don't really remember much about it. Like there was nothing special about it. Right. So it was, it was a different experience. Right. So I love that you were here to share this with us. Well, thank Thank you. And I'm still learning and growing as well. Still trying to improve. I just spent the last, the last couple of days at, at a training where I learned some amazing things. I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. This is good. This is good. I should have been doing this too. So, you know, we still, we, as a field, we need to continue to learn and improve and, and do the best we can to, to help meet the needs of our kids. They're our future. Right. And so there's so much, so much here that's really, really important. And so I definitely care. Want to do better. And we're a team. We're a team. It's not just physical education teachers doing this on their own. It's not just trainers doing this on their own. It's not just coaches. And, you know, Dan mentioned earlier about keeping his kids, you know, physically active throughout the year, um, you know, his own kids. And so, you know, it's we, we work together on this. We're a team. Um, and so we need to start looking at things that way too, is how can we support each other to help folks be physically active for life, no matter where they are in life. Love that. Mr. Dan Duran, any key takeaways that you'd like to, to share before we close it up for the day? Uh, well, first of all, Dan, you're amazing. Uh, would love to have you back here. Agreed. Uh, and thank you for all you do for our children, uh, whether they're our children or our children, the world <laughs> children. So thank you for that. But yeah, my big takeaway, Jenny, I love how you use the, I think it's called an analogy or whatever you call it. I always mix them up, but you can give them a fish or you can teach them to fish, right? Mm-hmm. And um, again, being a dad, a quick example, recently, <clears throat> my son had to do his, uh, a final speech for the year. And then uh, I suggested he do it on youth obesity and inactivity. And so he pulled up uh, stats and those, you know, World Health Organization stuff, et cetera. And obviously the idea behind that was the education so that he understands the importance of movement, because I think so many of our kids are just told to do something, do it, and not the why behind the what and the true education. So thank you for being such a proponent of that so that, you know, those kids can go out and grow up and understand the importance of exercise and enjoy it instead of hate it. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I thank agree. You. And I think my biggest takeaway is that you're there's so much more behind PE classes. There's a reason for them, right? And all the things that these kids are hopefully learning, like teamwork, working together, learning how to figure things out for themselves, following instructions, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said about learning the rules of a sport versus just going out there and doing what you want, right? Um, so I think that's super, super important, all the other aspects of what these kids are learning in PE. So again, it gives me chills just thinking about it, but thank you again for all your work, Dan. And thank you for joining us today. This has been really cool. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, uh, go up, go back, re-listen, check out some of the resources that Dan gave us, um, and learn more. And if this is something you're interested in pursuing guys, they're always going to need PE teachers because school's not going away. Let's be real. Okay. So hopefully these standards are going to change and it's going to become more common and, and a little bit more, uh, robust, if you will. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that's the goal. So they're going to need people. So maybe that's you, but go out there, do all the things, be fruitful in this world, you guys. And above all, make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.